Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Lead Volunteers Live and the Lead Volunteers Podcast. My name is Josh Denhart. Super, super grateful that you're here. We at the Lead Volunteers Podcast exist to help you, the ministry leader, get organized, stop the revolving door of volunteers, and prevent ministry burnout. So we're grateful that you're here. Always have fun. We are live right now on Facebook and also uh, we will be uh, publishing this to the podcast just soon enough. Well, we're grateful that you're here. Got a special guest today. Our friend Jim Weidman is here. Hello, Jim. How are you? Hey, Josh. So honored to be on the podcast again. You bet, man. Thanks so much. Hey, we're talking today about authentic leadership that lasts. And I got to tell you, man, good stuff. Super good stuff. You have a new Thank book. You. you have a new book yeah. that's come out. Brand new book and so excited. Uh, you know, you don't always get a second chance to uh, redo your work and uh, wrote a book more than 20 years ago. And, um, you know, it was part of a publishing deal and it got on the seminary college um, textbook circuit. And I kept reaching out to the publisher saying, hey, can we update this? Can we, you know, the word cassette. Uh, really kind of uh, dates me, and uh, can we update this? And uh, they kept saying, no, too many people are buying it just like it is. And uh, one of the great things that happened in 2020 in the shutdown when we all got sent to our rooms, um, I got the book back. And oh, uh, so I started reading it and started looking at the content, thinking I'd just update some things. And I realized two things, Josh. Number one, um, I didn't really lead like that anymore. So and you kind of it was showing you that you had evolved a little bit and grown. Oh man, listen if you hadn't if you hadn't grown in twenty years, uh, <laughs> you know there's something wrong. I'd learned so many things in twenty years, and then I wasn't the same leader that I used to be. Right, uh, I'd reinvented myself. Times had changed. I was so much more concerned about teams than doing things myself. Sure. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't about, you know, what I did. It was about who I was and wow. leading from that place. And so um, ended up just pretty much keeping the chapters the same. A few lists, I changed everything in that list. is kind of funny. And just rewrote the book, threw yeah, that's the old good. one in the garbage and, uh, uh, it's not, it's officially out of print. Uh, there's still people that have a few copies, but, uh, it's out of print. The old is out. The new is in. Well, That's I got to tell you back in the day when I was just first starting out as a children's pastor and I was attending the children's pastors conference, whenever there was a breakout that, that said it was by Jim Weidman, I was in the second row every time. And, uh, you were. Very grateful to be a listener and very grateful to be a learner. And uh, you have influenced a lot of people and you've definitely, definitely influenced me. Well, listen, since we're here on the Lead Volunteers podcast, as you kind of sent me an early copy of the book and I, yeah. I was perusing through that and you know, we got some fun stuff to talk about today. The first one, if you could, is if you could kind of talk to us about this concept of Frankenstein's monster. Well, as we think of Frankenstein, right? Frankenstein yeah. was the doctor who put together this monster. A lot of people think that the monster itself was Frankenstein. No, yeah. the doctor was Frankenstein. So talk to us about this. Yeah. Well, 
we're all part of the body of Christ. We all know that every part has a function and people are the same way. And too many times we are so wanting a volunteer, we forget to ask what their function, what their gifts, what their abilities are. And we just stick folks because they're willing in the wrong place. We got we got eyes in the knee slot, knees in the nose slot, nose over here on my shoulder. And, uh, you know, it might look good on Frankenstein just using whatever parts you could come up. But, uh, you know, when building our team, it's important if we're going to have long-term volunteers. Right. they got to be in places where they'll thrive and uh you know i have i have one of my the funniest stories that's in the book there was a two-year-old teacher who a guy who was helping his wife and uh i had him in the two-year-olds and i remember i got a call one day and it was from a mom that said every time i bring my two-year-old to class um they have nightmares they can't sleep afterwards well you don't need the gift of discernment to figure out something's wrong in the two-year-old class. So next, the next Wednesday, I went over to see what was going on, and I just thought it was, you know, crazy overreactive mom because everything looked good during the praise and worship. Everything looked good during the playtime. Everything looked good till the lesson came. And all of a sudden, this guy pulls out this giant cow's tongue out of this bag. So you got three-foot kids and a four foot tongue and uh, to put it in biblical proportion, there was great crying and gnashing of tooth. Yes. And um, I took that guy. I realized he wasn't the evil guy. No, he just, I had a part in the wrong place. And so I moved him to the fifth and sixth grade boys class and I started getting calls, but instead of complaining, they, they said, where in the world did you get this guy? Yeah, where did, where did you find them? I didn't have the heart to tell them in the two year old class right. uh, because he was pulling out stuff that the boys just loved and the attendance started taking off and things started happening because I had the part where it was meant to be. And so, so it was essentially was a it was a, it was simply a misplaced leader. It was a oh, dynamic sure. good leader who just happened to be in the wrong slot. Right? Yeah, yeah, and when the ear shows up. You ask them, you know, uh, if you're, you know, what do you do? Well, I hear. Or if you're looking for an eye, I'm going to ask the ear, can you see? And he says, no, but I hear really good. (laughs) And sometimes we just place them in that wrong spot when really and truly uh, it's just bet. I think with volunteers, we think we can't move them. Right. We think that it's, you know. It's a, it's uh, a, a, they're there forever. It's cement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've married our spouse, and so we think that, you know, the volunteer is married to that role rather than finding that right fit. And one of the things I had to add to the book, one of the things I do now that I didn't do 20 years ago is, uh, you know, just like there's a probation period when Ah. you get a job, uh, I uh, I don't have a 90-day probation period, but I have a 30 and at the end of 30 days, I call those volunteers in and say, do you like it's where you are? Do you feel do you feel like this is where you'll stick? And uh, being able to make sure that, you know, we'll start the whole process over again. But, yes. um, you know, looking for ways to 
just make sure we've got parts in the right place. Now, uh, mean that we're going to be working for longer periods. Now, you mentioned the trial period and you bring them in and ask them. That's a great strategy. Anything else that you do to help discern whether or not, I mean, of course, asking them is a great thing, but are there any other tools in your toolbox that you use to find out whether it's a good fit or if it's a Frankenstein fit? Well, we, we assign them to a worker. And uh, so, you know, Christians are the only people that confuse the word training with verbal instruction. You go on any job where there's right. training and you're going to watch, you're going to learn, you're going to do it together. Yes. Uh, there's going to be someone who helps you. And so uh, rather than just be dumpers, uh, you know, grab somebody, hand them a book, throw them in a the classroom and, and tell them don't come out till Jesus comes That's back. Right. That was the old way we did things. Uh, now assigning them to a leader as well as giving them that trail uh, that trial period and uh, just doing your homework. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's those are just absolutely great things. Well, Frankenstein's monster, we absolutely do not want to have Frankenstein's monster. It doesn't it doesn't look it. pretty. It doesn't look pretty. Well, how about this? Really now good. another another piece to the volunteer puzzle is you got to be careful not to ask more than people are willing to give. But you have a very fun kind of anecdote called the chicken and the pig. Would you kind of tell us about that, Jim? Yeah. Now, this really, ha- you know, I'm an old Alabama boy and I live in Tennessee. So this happens down here all the time. There was chicken and pig walking down the street and they saw a homeless guy. And the chicken looked over at the pig and said, let's give this guy breakfast. Let's just let's just meet this need and give him breakfast. And uh, so what's funny about that is the pig turned around and spoke to the chicken and said, listen, that's a nice little sacrifice for you. I mean, you lay that egg and live the, uh, tell it tomorrow. But for me, it's total commitment. And, uh, so many times, you know, we forget that verse. It says, uh, no greater love has any man than who's willing to lay down his sausage, bacon and ham for a friend. (laughs) And, um, Too many times, the only commitment we're open to is a pig commitment. If you don't give give everything, if you don't give everything, we're unwilling to use you. And that's a mistake. That really is. And, you know, over the years, I've found uh, asking on my worker application what people's degree in college uh, is yes. in, I found more stay-at-home moms with a commercial art degree that can help me decorate and help do things. Uh, I found uh, more people that could build you stuff and finding out their hobbies. Uh, right. And they're wonderful chickens. I've also found, you know, when it comes to registration, you don't have to stay uh, for the whole for service. Children's church. That's right. You don't yeah. have to stay for the whole service. You don't have to. You're just willing to come early, go to church, and then come back for the next service or have a whole nother team of people. And so uh, being able to realize that it's not just asking for everything. Right. Uh, the other thing, Josh, that changed, changed me uh, with my volunteers is looking at the time that people do things. Like the people on the worship team, they have to practice and usually worships during the first part of the service where well, they're open at the end to um, 
help with checkout. They're uh, sure. able to go uh, help with registration for the next service. And just looking at the timing of the volunteer, uh, I guess because I'm a utility guy, I've, I've always wore more than one hat. Sure. And, uh, so I look for my volunteers to be able to do the same thing. And rather than needing all these separate volunteers, uh, we can just uh, have them uh by time and function. Maybe be a utility type player, right? And kind yeah. of jump in yeah. and, and move in. And I, you know, I, I got to agree. I think the chicken and the egg and, and being willing to have them give a portion of their life yeah. and not expect the entirety of their life. I always think about people, you know, every volunteer has a yard to mow. They got dishes to put away, kids to do to bed, yes, and, and they've yeah. got a 40 to 50 hour a week job. And in the, in the overflow of their time, I would love to have an egg or two, but to expect yeah. to have the side of bacon, you know, the, the pork <laughs> chop, the, it isn't going to happen. And so I think that's a very, yeah. very, very wise thing and quite a fun little anecdote. Well, our, our third one today is the, the, the section of the book that you refer to this. You say, focus on your current volunteers. And I think a, yeah. a phrase that you use, look for the superstar that's already in your ranks. And I think this is a yeah. far under talked about opportunity when it comes to volunteers. So talk to us about this. Yeah. So many times we think the answer is outside rather than looking within who is already faithful. Who do you not have to worry about showing up? Who is that person who prays for the kids? Who's who just does their best. Who is that person who is, um, you could just put new volunteers with and let them help with the training side of things. Sure. Uh, and I had a, a volunteer at a church one time, and I constantly just gave them these newbies. They trained them up, and then I went and uh, put them in other places and gave them a whole nother bunch. And for years, they just kept doing that. And the other thing is, who uh, who's already helping? Whether they be teenagers, whether it be college students, right. I think we get we get so tied up thinking. Um, and I know for me, I'm a I'm a org chart guy, and I like to look at my ministry right. because many times uh, there's one or two classes that are really stacked a little deeper. Sure, and just by able to move people around and keep that constantly and just constantly look at things literally and visually rather than, you know, in your mind, we always think we don't have enough. We don't have enough volunteers. We don't have. And so I tend to look at those slots. Uh, And then the other thing that we're constantly doing um, at the belonging, every church I've ever worked at, um, I build depth at key That's right. places by allowing, um, you know, another worship leader to lead at least once a month, allow another teacher to teach. Uh, it's kind of like football. We're That's 42 exactly right. points ahead and we don't want to let that true freshman get some playing time. That's exactly and it's important right. that, uh, we build depth at key positions. And so, uh, that's, that's, these, these uh, people, these people in the book, these people are around you. These, these, oh, these yeah. superstars are right there with you. You know, there's this great, I read it in a book one time. It's a pretty faithful resource. And it, it says, those who are faithful in little, they will be yeah. faithful in much. And so look for the yeah. current 
faithful and oh, yeah. draw them into greater levels and layers of opportunity. And I, I just couldn't agree more when you say yeah. that we need to play the freshman. I mean, a great football yeah. team who happens to be 42 points ahead, they are looking to the future and not wanting to get 56 points ahead. It, it, it comes down to live time and getting somebody yeah. in front and letting, their, letting them feel the field, right? Well, Jim, I, yeah. I remember years ago, you, you said something. You said, folks, one of the greatest leadership opportunities is sitting right there on your, on, in your ministry, and it's a, it's a small kid-sized chair. And you always spoke about parking that kid-sized chair, sitting your body in that kid-sized chair, and just watching with your eyes. And you can find people who yeah. are superstars simply by observing. Talk to us about the kid-sized chair. Am I right? Yeah, it, it's it's kind of amazing. I have a degree uh, that really you don't have to go to school for. You can get this degree. In fact, by the power invested in me as a podcast speaker, I'd like <laughs> to give one to everybody, and that's an MBWA degree, Management by Walking Around. That's right. And uh, many times uh, the answer is just in what you observe. Right. And um, I, th- I have this hallway uh, at a certain church I worked at. And, you know, every church has their bottleneck, their thing they wish they could have designed, but yet, you know, right. it was uh, it was what the architect gave you and you had to live with. And uh, I had this uh, hallway that could have up to 2,000 people in it at one time. And yes. so uh, the, the lines choked down uh, the width of the hallway. There was all kind of problems. And I, I would just sit in this chair, uh, at the end of the hallway and watch it. And if my kids, but this was before cell phones, they wanted sure. to find me. They used to go to this hallway and they'd find me sitting there. And over the years, I would reroute the line in the room. I would cut new doors. Uh, I yes. uh, would park an usher yeah. instead of a traffic light uh, in key crossing places. And, and uh, I just watched it. And uh, constantly look for things to happen. And I think one of the mistakes, Josh, that, that people make is they only look at what people are doing wrong right. rather than walk around and catch people doing things right. And uh, I've found that if you catch enough volunteers doing right stuff, they'll listen to you over the few things they need to make corrections in. And that's the way I've tried to parent. And that's the way I try to lead volunteers is just catching people doing things right. And, and announcing, there's an old, and announcing yeah. it to them. Yes, there's an old, yeah. tell us, tell us. Old school, old school thing, but it still works. Thank you notes. Handwritten thank you notes. <clears throat> and I start every Monday uh, writing three to my volunteers and one to someone that's not in my ministry. Because I never want to forget that I'm part of a team and that every ministry matters. And so uh, I get all my staff to do that. I get my key volunteers to do that. And we're we're just looking and observing the people that we want to announce and brag. We could not do what we do without you. And celebrate them. Am I right? That's so, so, so good. That's such good. Listen, we don't celebrate enough. We go to the next 
activity, the next event, the next Sunday, uh, without really, as a leader, learning to celebrate folks. And we talk about that in the book as well. That's right. Well, when it comes to the book, why don't you just tell us a little bit and where people can get it and kind of share with us? Yeah. Well, you can get it wherever books are sold. Amazon, of course, you can get it. Uh, We're running a special at jimwideman.com. Uh, right now, if you use the coupon code thankful, you get 25% off site wise. So that's not just on the new book, but on all the books. And, uh, we, uh, two things Amazon won't do. Uh, we sign all of our books for you. you. We also pray over them. Um, and we pray. Um, over the books for your ministry and for you. And it's just one of those things that uh, I just appreciate. Um, I don't do these to make money. I do these to bless people. This one especially is um, we've rewritten things. So it's just not for children's ministry folks. There's still a lot of children's ministry um, uh, applications and, and stories and, things but um at my church currently not only am i over the children's ministry and all volunteers but i'm also the operations executive operations pastor and so um i've learned that um you know as an executive pastor uh, small groups no matter what you're doing a lot of these principles are the exact same thing and so this would make a great christmas gift yes it would uh it's also a great Uh, Thank you for your volunteers. It's also a lot of folks, uh, especially with uh, 25% off right now, they're buying, I had a church by 25 the other day, and they're just going through it with their whole staff. And so that would be uh, a fantastic, a fantastic thing for a church to do. So authentic leadership that lasts now the promo code, and this goes through. It goes through, uh, goes through cyber, through cyber Monday. Very good. And that code is thankful. Am I right? Thankful. Thankful. Very thankful. And so they can get that starting right now through through Cyber Monday. And that's fantastic, Jim. I'm super, super excited. You have been a huge little, you probably don't know this, but a big, big, big influence on me. I literally sat through every single thing. If it Listen, if it said Jim Weidman, I was parking myself and listening and I was taking notes and it was, I got your old CDs uh, all of that good stuff. And a lot of that has been distilled down into this absolute gem of a resource, this brand new book that people can get. Very grateful for your time. Very grateful for your investment, Jim. Thanks for being with us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Josh. Always a blessing. And uh, man, I just love what you're doing and love you guys and your family. Just respect you so much. And uh, It's uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. That's and, uh, right. There's nothing like holiday seasons. I had to say, Yancey and her family went to be with uh, her husband's uh, family. And I had to kiss those grand boys by yesterday at church. <laughs> and uh, thank God we got one still going to be with us on Thursday. And uh, so uh, it's hard to. Say bye to those grands, I tell you. Oh, man, I bet it is. Well, listen, jimweidman.com. jimweidman.com. You can go there for these these and other resources. Jim, thanks again. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. 
Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, gang, this has been another episode of Lead Ministry Live and the Lead Volunteers Podcast. We're so thankful that you're here, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you.